Up you get Adelaide. Great to have your company once again. The Dead Cert Legends here for the next three hours taking you through your Saturday morning sports show. The former skipper of the Brisbane Lions, two-time best and fairest and all-Australian, Tommy Rockcliffe. Hello, mate. Hello. Good morning, Adelaide. I am fired up today. Oh, yeah. Yes. Got a horrible decision last week in cricket. Oh, so no. There's a man by the name of DH. Yep. D-Head. Uh, we'll <laughs> get to him a little bit later. But also, I was driving in this morning. Yes. And I was listening to a show that not many people out there listen to, the Loz and Tomo show oh, on I don't, Triple M. I don't know about that. I think you'll find it's fine. You've accused me of yes. playing Age of Empires. Yes, Stunning correct. development. I yep. played it when I was about 14, yep. and then I worked out there was a whole wide world out there, and I haven't played it since. But you okay. and Loz thought it was funny to throw me under the bus, so I'll get to you two later as well. It was also very funny. And guess what, mate? There's another co-host, so just shut your mouth for a bit. And Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. <laughs> Welcome to the Tom Rockliffe show, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. This is what we've had, we had to deal with that for a oh, while, haven't we? Jeez, haven't we? No, good to be with everyone, and Nice to be with your family again. It looks like a magnificent day in Adelaide too. I'm seeing through the webcam. I'm over in uh, Melbourne at the moment. I was out at the uh, MCG in the, oh, gee, she was wintry over over here yesterday, guys. We missed a big fixture, that one. Um, could have played it at Marvel. We yes. talked off off uh, off air a little bit about that. We'll talk more cricket a bit later, but it looks magnificent in Adelaide at the moment, as it usually is for Dead Set Legends. So, Fergie, obviously doing some stuff for Channel 7 over the past couple of summers, and now you made your way over to Channel 9, and uh, don't tell me you got the full whack not for doing any commentation last night, please. Well, is that a, a word? Uh, that's a new one. That is a new one. Is that a word? <laughs> or commentating? Oh, I've never heard of it. But, uh, <laughs> one. Great start from you, Tomo. You, you're on today, mate. I'm sure, I? I think I've rattled him with me whack early. <laughs> yeah, I think you got him. He's got oh, a glass jaw, good. old Tomo. <laughs> I was halfway through that and I thought, no, I'll go with it. <laughs> uh, we actually will get a little bit serious next, though, Fergie, because how that game doesn't go ahead, like there was no rain for 45 minutes, it seems staggering to me. Yeah, look, we uh, Tubby and I were sitting there watching it all unfold, and, and yes, it, it was wet. You know, we know that. It, there's been a truckload of water there. Um, speaking to Simon O'Donnell a little bit earlier, he said that, you know, there's been days where they've copped 80 mils in the CBD um, over the last few weeks. So we, we understand it's waterlogged. The concern I had was the fact that they they just fluffed about. Like it, it seemed really obvious that um, you know there wasn't going to be rain for a period of time. They weren't going to get out there. It, it felt about five degrees out there. Nothing felt like it was going to dry. They just kept everyone hanging around. That was my my concern. I thought that was poor. Yeah, we'll get stuck into that shortly. Also, Peter Malinowskis is going to join us about the magic oh, yes. round, Rocky. Yeah, the magic round. So we'll get to the bottom of that. And I might ask him about the live golf as well. If, okay. If Adelaide get live golf, yeah, massive yeah, 2023 for Adelaide. I like this. Oh, yeah. She's a massive morning here on the Dead Set Legends. 104.7 Triple I'm going to open up the phones after 9.30 as well. What did you take home from a night out? Commentation. Oh, commentation <laughs> yes. is the new word. Get on board, Adelaide. <laughs> Triple M. <laughs> 11 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning at Adelaide. It's the Dead Cert Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo, what did you take home from a night out? We're going to open up the phones after 9.30 this morning. Got some brilliant prizes to give away as well. But right now, I've got to talk about last night, Fergus. A bit of a non-event at the MCG, mate, and you were there in full. Yeah, I was. Uh, the game got called off about uh, oh, 8.50 uh, Eastern Standard Time, about an hour and 50 minutes after the game was due to start. And 
Look, to be honest, uh, you could understand why it didn't start on time. It was it was raining pretty heavily uh, through periods, and um, you know it looked like the ground had been um, smashed over the last few weeks. We knew that uh, the surrounds of the ground were were very wet. People were tiptoeing around, but the, the concern, one of the biggest concerns for mine, was the fact that you know we had forty to forty five minutes worth of of no rain. Uh, it looked clear. You know there were players kicking a soccer ball around on the ground. Uh, kicking the Sharon around, so you know it. You know, they were tiptoeing around a little bit, but it didn't look like it was to the point where there was any puddles out there. Certainly, and uh, but one of the biggest concerns I had was the fact that we had forty-five minutes of no rain. The covers were off; they were rolling the pitch, um, and there was just like no movement. There was no urgency from from umpires, players, staff. It looked like they had just about conceded, um, and and the fact that. Um, we, we got to the point where, you know, people were hanging around and, and waiting and, and thinking, you know, everything over the loudspeaker was suggesting that the game was going to go, going to go ahead once we got, you know, the, the, the clouds cleared and, and it looked like we were all clear. Um, everything just fell in a, a massive hole late, really quickly. The umpires came together, shook hands, and, uh, and that was all said and done. The communication to the fans was really, really poor. Mm. That, was, that was what concerned me. It just felt like they were keeping everyone hanging keeping them at the bars, um, buying beers, you know, buying hot chips for the kids. Um, you know, th- at one point, I think I, t- I spoke to you guys off air, the umpires and the captains shook hands, called the game off, and then it took another 15, 20 minutes to actually alert anyone in the ground, any of the crowd, to the fact that that had actually happened. So there were a lot of concerns coming out of this. I didn't like the way they treated the fans. But the fact that 45 minutes, no rain, yeah. it was dry – um, and it was about five degrees tells me that they probably knew the game was going to be called off about an hour earlier, um, than what was actually announced to the fans. Now that's really disappointing to me. Um, the other point is, you know, we've got a, a ground up the road at Marvel stadium, which has a roof. Now, if you're so concerned about a ground being that waterlogged that we can have almost an hour of no rain and there's no play played after that, um, Maybe you should have made a decision around moving the fixture in the lead-up. Yep. Well, that's a big one for me. Like, I would rather see a game, and I know it's not the greatest sort of surface, and we've we've spoken about that off-air as well, especially with the pitch or whatever. But if we're trying to get cricket back uh, in a and and really build up into the T20 World Cup, I would rather see a game, Australia versus England, full crowd. They'd get 50 there. Don't worry about that. Mm. I'd rather see that than a non-event like last night because people are just hanging on, don't you reckon, Rob? Yeah, they certainly are. The the point I want to ask you about, Ferg, is I was going to talk to you about the how it dragged on and is that ground staff mm. or players, but I, I want to know why don't they have a, a layover day? Like in the big tournaments, I understand when it's just a, a standard one day or a test match, you can't have the layover days. But in big yeah. tournaments where you need these games to be played, and, and we're getting a weather event in Australia that we've never seen before, That's I don't right. think, a That's double right. yep. Nina and, and whatnot. But why don't they have a layover day where they can play today? The problem is, if you have a layover day for every fixture, um, you end up with a you know a six week tournament for a um, for a World Cup, which is not what everyone wants. But the, what I want to know is um, why haven't we? And cricket's been behind on this for a long, long time. Finals in Big Bash cricket haven't had layover days. You know, we we saw a fixture that was almost farcical in a, a BBL final um, between the Sixers and the Scorchers last year. I think it was. And they played a five-over final when, realistically, it was so wet they they would have played the day after if they had the layover day. So cricket's a bit 
a bit behind on this. You've got to get ahead of it. We've got a game and a sport that is affected by rain. We know that. So we need to start thinking ahead a bit further. And this was an opportunity with the amount of rain around, with the forecast, could you have moved it to Marvel? I reckon that's a realistic, Yeah. Um, you know, just get the ground ready just in case something like this happens. And particularly if it looks like there's going to be a truckload of rain around this final, let's start thinking ahead now. If you haven't thought ahead already, let's start looking at potentially um, getting Marvel Stadium ready for a, a, a T20 World Cup final because what we don't want is three days of rain. Melbourne's weather's shocking. We know that. Jesus. Yep. Let's, let's get prepared for this. Spot on. I think Rock just called, uh, what, what, what did you say before? Lenina Hyena. Lenina? Hyena, I think it was. Something off uh, <laughs> Lion King Lenina. 2, I think. <laughs> I think El was, Nino. I think it was Watch Out Lenina. for the Hyenas or something. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. 104.7 wow. Triple M. Dear me. Peter Malinowski is to join us at 9.30 to talk about the Magic Round <laughs> Triple M. 20 minutes past, 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide 104.7. Triple M's dead set legends, Peter Malinowskis, joins us in the next 12 minutes to talk about the magic round, which would be brilliant. Looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully we can get it here in South Australia. Oh, um, yeah. Now, Rocky and Ferg, something's been going on probably for the past, uh, I'd, I'd have to say, eight to ten weeks, Fergos, and I know you've been strong on the fact about our producer, Tommy Basso, that has uh, inherited... The, the rush hour producing gig, uh, gig as well as uh, the Dead Set Legends, yes? Yeah, look, uh, he's, he's doing well for himself, the young man. He's, he's certainly taken the world by storm. He moved, moved from the, the Chaser to, to obviously Dead Set Legends, which is airborne at the moment, mm. let's face it. Uh, numbers are great. So you can't you can understand why Triple M have moved him across, but it's not the only thing that's been moving across, has it? No, well, that, uh, there's been a bit happening. This is there's the been thing a bit and, going with him. And uh, for the past, uh, it would be. Well, and he joins us right now, Tommy Basso. Good morning. Morning, everyone. Morning. Great to be here. The, Always a pleasure. The producer of the Dead Set Legends, Rocky. So we moved into the rush hour probably. What was it about three months ago? Three months. So yep. he's all over us at the start of the season yep. when Great. we were away. He was yep. all over us. Yep. Reply instantly. We yep. get because he was on breakfast mm. originally. He was co with another producer there, so he mm. would help out on the breakfast show. But we'd get replies. We'd get everything. Oh, now he doesn't wake up before. 11.30, which true. is concerning. Yeah, it is. That's doing the rush hour, but we can't even get a reply from no, him. That's no, it's, just... literally, it's literally crickets, boys, isn't it? And like, yes. you send a text out, and yep. you, you yep. get a, a few, yeah. Who, who's this? You. you. Oh, that, I thought it was Ferg, because I haven't actually seen Ferg in that. Oh, no. Oh, oh, now he, now oh, he's... Okay. Now he's coming nice. with some crispies, is he? Like, <laughs> yeah. we could actually yep. appreciate some of this uh, in the group text <laughs> that we, that we buzz off throughout the, throughout mm-hmm. the week. And... Now, we've noticed a trend. What have you noticed? We've what noticed a trend. Strong, strong trend. Too. Yeah, and this has been happening for a while. And and look, and I know you boys, Rocky and Ferg, at the start of the introduction of Tommy Basso going into the rush hour, you straight away, alarm bells went off your head, conflict of interest. Yeah. And I had to <laughs> yeah. settle you boys down. I'm like, no, he's mm. a well-educated young man. Mm. He's uh, He's got you know radio at the forefront. Yep. He understands... Where his bread is buttered, and that's with mm-hmm. the dead set legends on a that's Saturday right. morning. He, he understands <laughs> that there was a war going on at the start of the year. We've amended, but we still have our moments. Yep. But you can't share content. No, that's, that's the right. biggest thing. That's mm. right. Well, that was always going to be a concern, and we talked about it from the minute he moved into that role. And yep. and he, you know, he's batted it away. No, no, don't be silly, boys. Well, there's a whole heap of thievery going on at the moment, yep. and we need to get to the bottom of it, Tomo. So. so- this is, this is what happened Monday morning, okay? So Monday morning, it was announced on the, the breakfast show of a, of a rumour mill that uh, potentially that Andrew Jarman might be coaching the Port Nalunga Football Club. And this is a text that came through from you, Tomo, because yep. you get on really well with Fitzy, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzgerald. So, boys, 
Jars to coach Port Nolunga. Here is Fitzy's number. Basso, can you ask him to come on Saturday? Yep. Saturday. So what happened? Monday afternoon on the rush hour. We have been furiously chasing a man with a great name in South Australia. He has excelled in, in SANFL, in AFL. He has saved this state numerous times. I can confirm right now that Darren Jarman <laughs> Andrew has stepped up to the plate. No. Andrew Jarman, welcome. It's true. Yes. You're coaching the cockle divers. So that was Monday afternoon, yep. Fergus, and I thought, you know what, that's that's okay. For the for the mm. love of radio, that worked well with the rush hour, no worries at all. So yep. I've sent Fitzy's number You're a generous through. man, Tomo. Yep. I've, I've sent Fitzy's number through to our group. No one else had it. Mm. And uh, and Basso's just grabbed it, dialed him and said, uh, you're on the rush hour this afternoon. Yep. And I just thought, okay, I'll wear that one. But then something yep. happened on Wednesday, Fergus. Well, that's right. I mean, you sent a message out to all of us saying, um, you know, look, guys, uh, the world's dirtiest man has passed away. Could we ask the family, what's the longest time you've gone without a shower or a bath? And I thought that was a great idea. I thought great this photo. would be a great one. Yeah, the family will ring in. You know, I've, you know, we've all been a little bit longer than we should without yep. a shower. But it might get the phoners going, no mm. doubt. And uh, what happened then, Tomo? No reply from Basso. I turn, Zero. I turn on the wireless <laughs> and I hear this. Go to Kevin at Victor Harbour. <laughs> Kevin, tell us how long uh, you've gone without having a shower or a bath. Oh. <laughs> Didn't even change the phoner, word Just for left word. Exactly how you sent it in a text, Tomo. Anyway, so I thought that it cannot happen three times in a week. <laughs> so just, there's there's just no, no way they're that brazen. There's no way. So it's happened many times before. We've <laughs> let it slide, but two in a week, I'm oh. like... Basso, and we, we said, Basso, can you stop giving our ideas away? <laughs> and, oh, he's taking the piss Have you got now. anything to say for yourself yet? <laughs> no, I'm just enjoying the segment. Enjoying the segment. So Thursday morning, you have um, you spoke about the surfboard that I won. Yeah, in the a paddleboard. Mm, paddleboard. Paddle the Meadows Footy Club. Jan, That's so right. I forgot to tell you last week, but Rocky won second prize in the Meadows Football Club raffle. He's won a stand-up paddleboard. We could open the phones on one triple three five three. What's the biggest prize you've ever won? Great idea. Great idea. So I'm, I'm in here Thursday afternoon after you've sent this Thursday morning, and I'm sitting here after my segment on Thursday, and they go to the phones with this. One triple three five three. The biggest prize you've won. Oh, Give us a oh, call. What is going on? I didn't hear that. that is disgraceful, Basso. Um, how, how do you live with? You must be struggling for sleep. This, at the is, a, this is a well executed segment for yeah. you three, and I'm looking forward to doing it on Monday in the rush hour. <laughs> Actually, so tune in. running a lot smoother than anything what you guys have been running. Stolen? <laughs> what oh. segment has been stolen? The rush hour at four to six weekdays. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's even hooked him. He's hooked him. This is disgraceful. <laughs> have you got any more to say for yourself? No, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> this is stunning. Um, he's actually done us like a duck. He? <laughs> Flabbergasted. 25 minutes away from 10 o'clock, 104.7 Triple M, the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 12 o'clock today and a lot has been said about this magic round that is hopefully hitting South Australia next year in the AFL season so we thought we'd go right to the top and get the Premier Peter Malinowskis on. Premier, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Mate, I'm, I'm going very, very well, thank you. We'll, we'll start straight off, mate. Is this locked and loaded? Are we pretty well home and hosed with this or what? Uh, I wouldn't say home and hosed. We, we've got a, a bit of a fight on our hands. New South Wales is, is bursting at the seams to host the Magic Round, and they're certainly putting a, um, a lot of money on the table, I understand it. But 
But you know what? We're putting our best foot forward as well. Ever since the, the concept came across my desk, I was straight on the phone to, to the AFL and said, look, there's only one place this is going to be if you want it to work. And, and that's here in South Australia. I, I don't think there is uh, any, oh, this is my view, and one might argue I'm not objective, but I think even when you sort of lift your eyes a bit and think it through, I think the only place where this is likely to work is in, is in Adelaide. Yep. Uh, people show up here. You know, mm. We love our footy. It's a footy state. And the NRL do their magic round, and they do it in Brisbane, uh, and it works. But if they try and do the AFL magic round in Sydney, in my view, people are going to turn on their television sets, and they're going to see, you know, two, you know, they're going to see Brisbane versus North Melbourne and playing in Western Sydney, and they'll, and there'll be more people serving drinks than there will be drinking them. Yeah. And I just don't think. <laughs> Whereas if we do it in Adelaide, we can we can celebrate footy in all of its forms and. I've got the whole crew together. Um, quite a few weeks ago, I, I bought David Kosh and Matthew Richardson from Port in a room together with John Olsen and also Tim Silvers from the Crows. Then I got the Sandfall in. Then I dragged uh, the SMA in. And I said, look, um, I want this in South Australia. I want footy to work together as a state. And getting everyone to agree in that room is not always easy. Mm, so I said, we're mm. all going to be on the same page here and, and we're going to make this our own. And then um, I've been on the phone to the Amateur League up uh, boss john kernahan and a few others we're gonna it's gonna be a buy in the sandfall it's gonna be a buy in the amateur league if we that that week if we get it yep and we're gonna have a festival fully footy uh in our city and i, I think it'll be amazing and that's our pitch to the afl and hopefully that it comes our way peter callum ferguson here now i'm interested to know the selling points that you 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 taking to the table to the AFL, you know, you've mentioned the crowds and um, look, I, I agree. I, I think there's a whole raft of reasons, but what are the keys do you think to get us over the line on this one? Okay. So the first thing is people showing up, right. As we've covered. Mm. So, and South Australians show up for sporting events. Like we get a bigger crowd at the Adelaide test than they do at the Sydney test, mm. right. Despite us having a third of Sydney's population. So the first one's obviously people showing up. But the second thing is if you take the Adelaide test, for instance, I, I, um, and you gents would be familiar with it. It's, it's as much about the, the festival, you know, and the experience out the back and so forth as yeah. it is about the cricket itself. We believe we can replicate that, mo- that model um, for a magic round of footy. Mm. So imagine, you know, where you've got, you know, parts of the weekend, you've got, uh, you know, sort of orientated towards a family offering. Other parts of the weekend might be orientated toward more young person's offering. Another um, element is activating all of that area down to Pinky Flat. We think that that could be activated and integrated into what happens at Adelaide Oval, along with out the back on the western side. Mm-hmm. And then also part of our pitch is playing a um, potentially a couple of games outside of Adelaide Oval. And personally, I like the idea of hosting a, a match in the Barossa and di- okay. displaying South Australia through AFL um, and, you know, one of our, obviously, you know, globally renowned regions. So it's all about getting the tourists over here. That's why we're willing to stump up the cash. This is about getting people across to Adelaide and South Australia to experience it, often for the first time, getting access to a different demographic and the economic return they can deliver to our state. So are the facilities, you reckon they'll be up and about in there, Barossa? I know we've played some um, NAB Cup games up at Strathalbyn. There was one uh, Adelaide took on the Frio Football Club. Are there other grounds that are going to be up to scratch to host AFL footy, you reckon, Pete? I, I do. Yeah, I do. And look, I mean, some of them might need a bit of work, but, you know, this, uh, I, hope, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Tom, but, um, but 
AFL players, are, are, they're elite athletes and they deserve, you know, elite conditions. But people play, thousands of people play footy every week across the country um, in, you know, standards that VFL and Sample players used to, used to be par for the course only 20 years ago. Mm. So, um, you know, community and country footy grounds have come a long way. They've had to have a lot of investment in them so they can accommodate the growth in women's footy. So they, they normally um, are standing up pretty well. So I think we can chop that bar just as long as, just as, long as uh, the AFL is not too precious. I, I think we can do something a bit different and a bit special. No, I've got no issue with that, Pete. Play it wherever you want. I think the Adelaide Oval, it works really well in Brisbane because you play all the games at the one venue. And as you're talking about, yeah. if you have the out the back like the cricket... Fantastic environment, no parking there. You can do the torp over yeah. the Torrens, Triple M. That you yeah. get, you just, exactly. You pack exactly. it out along the river. I think it's a great idea. The other event that I want to speak to you about, though, is the Live Golf. Here we go. Oh yes, this yeah. could do. Now, what, do you, now, what, what do you think about, about this? Uh, I'm interested. Like. Uh, this for South Australia, this has to go ahead because you're never going to get the PGA here, unfortunately. For whatever reason, they want to go to Melbourne or Sydney and play in those big cities. This is. An opportunity, and and we've seen politics and sport cross over a lot over the last couple of weeks. But they're creating a brand for themselves. Live Golf. They've pumped money in. Yes, um, people can have their different views on that. But what it can do for the state of South Australia is fantastic. And you potentially have the top fifteen golfers in the world currently, mm. or fifteen of the top thirty coming to your state to play at potentially Grange Golf Course. I think it's a no-brainer, and I'd throw everything I had at getting people here. It's a world event, and all the world's eyes will be on Adelaide. So, so Liv want to play in Australia, and I say, alleluia. I mean, yeah, mm, absolutely. Is, I mean, the US PGA has done nothing for Australia, no. in, in my assessment. We get the President's Cup occasionally, but that's not a US PGA event. So, uh, you know, Australians, Australians love golf. We're, you know, we've got the world number two in, in Cam Smith. He probably would be world number one if it wasn't for the way the global rankings are operating at the yep. moment with Liv. So we, we have an extraordinary golfing history and Greg Norman's shaking things up. And I say, I say good luck to them. And if that means that Australian uh, golfing fans, in fact, sporting fans more broadly, can experience what the world has, what world's best have to offer, I, I think that's a good thing. Now, yeah. From my perspective, so they want to play in Australia. We know that other states, again, are, um, are putting in a bit of effort. So what we've done is, after the election, we formed a major events fund explicitly to go after world-class events and others. And uh, these are the Magic Round and Live Golf um, are two that we've got a keen eye on. And Beautiful. we're working through the numbers. Now, we're not going to pay unlimited sums. Like, it's got to be – we've actually got to be able to have confidence going to deliver a return on an investment – but Liv is something that we're looking at closely. You're right, Tom, it's, it's controversial. Uh, but that's not necessarily an altogether bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, if, like you said, if we can put Adelaide on the map in a golfing sense, do you think people will get on a plane to travel for it? Oh, yeah, well, I think they would. Absolutely. Certainly yeah. would. All around Australia yeah. and around the world. No Cam doubt. Smith, yeah. Mark Leishman. Um, you yeah, know, a couple of big names that are Australian household names. I mean, I, I'd be desperate to get there to watch them if they were in Melbourne. I think that there'd be plenty of fans over in Melbourne, Sydney, that would be desperate to come and watch Cam Smith play in Adelaide. We could even get Ferg back to Adelaide for a little bit. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on a second. <laughs> Peter Malinowski, thanks so much for joining us, mate. You're always very generous with your time and uh, love having you on the Dead Set Legends.
I appreciate it, guys. Good work. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cop, Thanks, that. Cop that, Fergus. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> not about me, boys. It's a nice, serious chat with the Premier, and Rock oh. just goes, have a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, just nice little drive-by that, wasn't it? Yeah. Gee whiz. How good was that? If they, yeah, these two yeah. events get done for South Australia, oh, massive for the state. Yeah, I it's, agree it, with that. It's huge, you know, and you, you talk about, and a lot of people, and, and look, we, we get laughed at by other people in different states. That, oh, yeah. nothing goes on in Adelaide. You put no. the magic round here with the Live Golf, yeah. two oh. premier events for yeah. South Australia. Brilliant. Yep, yeah. the Live Golf at a world-class venue at uh, Kuyonga Golf Club. In Lockleys, it'd just be magnificent. You'd pack it out. Oh, brilliant. Come on. Absolutely brilliant <laughs> for the state. Kuyonga, is it? Is that where yeah, we are? Kuyonga. That's it. <laughs> Free membership for the year, Fergus. <laughs> Triple M. <laughs> 10 minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide, and time to have a little bit of fun right now on 13353. Now, Fergus, you there? Mm-hmm. You're st- I'm here. You're stuck in, you're stuck in Melbourne, uh, so we're just uh, having a couple of communication uh, difficulties, but uh, all going uh, all going swimmingly. So I want to know, on 13353, what did you take on a night out? Because I'm part of a uh, Facebook group, right, that mm-hmm. says uh, blokes and their walk homes. And Ooh, uh, it's, yes. it's, an, it's an Australian uh, Facebook group, and so there's photos that go through pretty well every night of the week, mm-hmm. all right? And there's all the, the traffic cone... Or the you know the signs that, that Standard. They, all those little things that come home with you, or you know yep. everyone everyone's flogged a pint glass from time to time out of a pub, and you you wake up and that's in your house the next morning. But this is this one was just absolutely superb. This is up in Brisbane, okay. And um, I'm not condoning this behaviour whatsoever, but <laughs> sounds like you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding it. <laughs> A, uh, a fixed speed camera was taken on a night out. What? Off the M1. I <laughs> you saw that, didn't you, Rock? You sent it through, yeah. Off the M1, a fixed speed camera. So th- th- clearly a little <laughs> bit of prep work's gone into this. Oh, yeah. I'm talking ladder on top of the ute. We're tied down onto the roof racks and uh, has just parked the car up and has, has taken it off and uh, completely ta- and gone straight away. And he's put it in his back seat and driven oh, off. So the question is one triple three five three. What have you taken on a night out? Have you got anything picked? You taken anything at all? <laughs> My wife. Oh yeah, same same as probably most young blokes when you're at a pub and you're on your way out. You might keep the glass by accident yeah. or something like that. Nothing, yep. uh, nothing major. Mm-hmm. Anything spring to mind, Fergus? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, I reckon I ended up with a forty k zone sign at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> that ended up in the shed one day. I got a text from a mate after we finished up um, the next the night before. The next morning, he sent me a text and said, "I had a look out the back this morning when I got up to go to the toilet and." My shed was lighting up like a Christmas tree. I went out there and the flashing yellow light that probably went matched up with my 40 zone sign was sitting in his shed. Oh, no. And it's one of those ones on the side that the, the road workers are thinking, yeah. I should be all right for a night. Should be safe. We'll be, we're back here at six in the morning. I so think we'll be all right. He, he's taking the light off, taking the sign. There's nothing left. Oh, no. <laughs> one triple three five three. What did you take from a night out? And you just end up with it at your house. You wake yeah. up, you got the Grog horrors, and you're like, How the hell did yeah. that end up there? We'll take your calls next. One triple three five three hundred dollar vouchers to give away as well. Sorry about it. Sam Tass seafood vouchers. This oh, they've done really... it again. Oh, mate, and very, very nice. Sam Tass. Oh. One triple three five three. We'll take your calls next. What'd you take from a night out? It's a dead set legends 104.7. Triple M.
Three minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide 104.7 Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom. And we're talking right now on one triple three five three. What did you take from a night out? I'm uh, part of a Facebook group there, Fergus, and uh, mm. I've saw, I saw something quite incredible. I think it was up in Brisbane, but uh, a couple of boys have uh, taken a fixed speed camera, <laughs> taken it down off the M1, loaded it up, and then <laughs> said, you know, uh, pedestrians, have a go. You know what I mean? This is, this is just super, in my opinion. Stuff. But I'm not condoning the behaviour. Of course not. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and what about you, Fergus? You had a couple? Oh, I had one night where I, uh, I came home and um, had a text from my mate in the early hours, it must have been around 5, 5.30, the sun yep. was just starting to come up. I'd been home for a few hours and uh, my mate sent me a text saying, my, my shed's lighting up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Went in there and found one of those roadworks flashing lights next to it. Oh, yeah. so, and then I I nearly trip over a, a 40 zone speed sign <laughs> that's sitting next to my bed when I got up. What's going on? <laughs> this oh, is incredible. All right, one triple three five three. What did you take from a night out as we go to Redwood Park? We got Roy. Morning, Roy. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, good. mate. What did yeah, you good. take? Uh, back in England, uh, probably over 30 years ago, there was me and about 10 mates at the pub and we'd had a skinful. Uh, <laughs> That's a so, so we decided on the way out we're going for a curry, so we took the piano. Oh, no! <laughs> what? The, the piano? Yeah, we that? took the piano, we were pushing it down the road and my mate could play, she'd be coming round the mountain when she comes and we was all singing and we took it to the curry place. <laughs> Very, very good. <laughs> That's a great start. Who we got, Pizzi? We got Paul from Mount Compass. Morning, gents. Paul, How are you? What did you take on a night out? Oh, I wasn't me. It was one of my mates. Similar thing um, on the piss. And, and old, old mate Butcher Mick, his name was, he's, he's done a disappearing act and he's turned up the next morning. We've come out into the entrance hall. <laughs> And back in the 90s, the, uh, the the bollards and the roadworks had those big flashing lights, and then bollards were big metal things. Yeah. But one was chained to another one, so he got one inside, and the other one was sitting out by the front door flashing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> Love it, Paulie. Thank you, mate. As we go up to Meadows, and we have Jody there. Morning, Jody. How are you? Good morning, fellas. How are you going? Nah, great. Good. What'd you take from a night out, Jodes? Come on. Oh, uh, well, a few sherbets possibly were involved, um, but I put my money in the peanut dispensing machine, got my little paper cut ready for my peanuts to come out, yep. and give, didn't give him a peanut, so I just oh, no. took the whole bloody machine. <laughs> <laughs> got your money's worth, Judge. That's it. You betcha. You betcha. Oh, I love that. Yep, that's she was trying one. to get peanuts, and she got peanuts. Now, uh, there's oh, a bit no. of a trend here. No, no, We're no. heading up to uh, the Meadows again, believe it or not, where oh, you're from, on. Tomo. And the, goose, the Goose, you had a night out with Tomo. What did you end up taking home? The Gouda. Oh, yeah. How are we, boys? Good, thanks. <laughs> Very well. Now, you're with Tomo one night. What did you take home? Oh, no, this wasn't with Tomo. This was uh, my buck show. I ended up taking home five pairs of stockings and a bra. Oh, no. <laughs> hang on. Hang on, Gouda. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, well, oh, I kept on saying but we ended up at a gentleman's club, and I'd, I'd stared the bird if I could get through a worse stage show. We'll go out the back, and uh, oh, no. at the end at the end of it, uh, she, yeah, she definitely beat me up, basically, <laughs> and uh, got to the end of it, and she goes, sorry, uh, full for the night, so um, there's the shower. Oh, wow. So, uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, so what? I had it. At, at the shower, and uh, I was like, oh, I'll get it back here. So I picked every pair of stockings there were, a bra, 
put it all down my pants and walked out. Oh, oh no. Jingies. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for that, Goda. What has just happened? I've got what? no idea. What is what? going on up at Meadows, Ferg? No, oh, there is. Oh, no, gee whiz. Oh, this, there is just all sorts happening here. Just confirming I wasn't with Goose either. Oh. So. Thanks so much for that, Rob. <laughs> I think we've got one more, a late in, entry here. Oh, I like this. Good. Scotty boy, Balaclava, what'd you take from a night out? Straighten us up, Scotty. Oh, well, it wasn't me, mate. It was, I won't mention any names, but there was some uh, boys heavily involved in the Sandblasters B&S. Okay. In, okay. Uh, in 1997. And uh, we, we woke up Saturday morning to see Ronald McDonald from the Mount Barker, <laughs> from the Mount Barker McDonald sitting in the, uh, in the marquee. Very good. That's very, very good. good. <laughs> Hamburglered him. Do you reckon oh, it was the one? That... Oh, 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 oh. Come on, I've seen myself out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Here for one night only. But I'm chum. That'll make the promo shock. Oh, oh. <laughs> Eighteen minutes past ten o'clock. That's noise works. Take me back at the Oztober 2022 garage session up in Brisbane. I was there. I was lucky enough to oh. be there. And, um, well, I'm going to give a good rundown now. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Fergus, I'd heard so much about Tom Rockliffe up in Brisbane. I thought, well, I need to get up there because he's yep, telling us he's too. such a big, big deal <laughs> in, the, uh, in the state of Queensland that he was massive there for a decade. And I thought, well, no better opportunity to, uh, to get up to... Up to the Sunshine State and um, go check out the Screaming Jets if you don't mind. Oh, sorry about it, mate. How good's that? Screaming Jets played at the Oztober Garage session, as did Noiseworks, like I just said, and uh, James Rain was there. So, and you had it confirmed. What's that? Big deal up there. No, <laughs> no, incorrect. <laughs> no, like a long way off where he needed to be. So, really? I, no. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll get into this, but we okay. went up there. So Gleeso, I do the night show with Gleeso here at Triple M. So we went up there and broadcast live from the uh, garage session, which was superb. We had yeah, good. so much fun. Um, and I ran into a couple of people that knew of Tom Rockliffe. Um, Dan right. Anstey was one of them. Uh, he's just uh, joined Triple M Breakfast up in, up in Brisbane. And um, as soon as I said I was from Adelaide, I didn't even mention his name, and he eyeballed me and said, "Tom Rockliffe." I said, "Yeah, I work. Right. I work with him on. A, I work with him on a Saturday, Dan. Yeah." And he goes, "This would have been your longest year of your life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing short of a pest, that man." <laughs> Did you confirm that, Tom? One hundred percent. I was straight in. Like usually, you know, you'd probably expect some sort of loyalty. Nah, -uh. <laughs> wasn't in my vocab, mate. I jumped all over that like white on rice. <laughs> anyway, so we had a good time um, and had a couple of beers at the session. Like I said, oh, the screaming so jets were were superb. But it was a Tuesday night, right? And we were staying, I don't know, you've been to Brisbane many a times, you would have, Fergus, and it's yep. probably, it was my first proper time being out and about, but we stayed on Caxton Street, which is a pretty famous oh, street, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right near Lang Park, so Suncorp Stadium now, yeah. Rugby League Heartland there. Yep. So, like I said, Tuesday night, and the show had finished up, and uh, our boss, Matty O'Reilly, and myself were just thought, you know what, we'll go for one more nightcap, we'll go to the Caxton Hotel, what which beautiful. is opposite where we were staying. Right. Um, so we've rolled in there and, uh, you know, a little bit later on throughout the night and I've mm -hmm. gone up to the jump and the lovely lady was there. I said, oh, I'll just grab a couple of beers if that's all right. And she said, oh, I'm just letting you know it'll be last drinks. And I just said, well, what, 
what are you talking about? Last drinks. Like, why, why are we shutting up? <laughs> she eyeballs me and goes, um, it's 11.30 on a Tuesday night. <laughs> we were the only ones in the joint. We had these quiet pints and then we were, we were done and dusted. But um, no, nah, beautiful city, mate. Unbelievable, really. Yeah, so you thought you were in the Fortitude Valley, though. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's completely... He sent that text, didn't he? Yeah, yeah the did. next morning he goes, oh, Valley, he got stuck in there last night. He wasn't even there. He was nowhere near the Fortitude Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Caxton Street. I thought I was stuck in the valley. In, in the... I thought if Caxton Street's that bad, I'd hate to see what the valley's like. <laughs> he's, 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 he's got a history of just losing track, Tom, a little bit at these uh, these Triple M shows, Rocky. You know that. He's a kid in a candy store when there's a function on. <laughs> He sees free he sees free drinks and it's oh, all over for him. Geez, he he burns white hot, doesn't he, early too? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the big boss Dave Cameron appreciated my dancing either, Fergus. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. 104.7 Triple M. Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Nothing short of flying our man, Rusty. I tell you what, he dominates every single Saturday morning for us. Yes, Rusty. Rusty, Rusty, good morning to you. Morning, legends. How are we all? Now, mate, the supercars are on the Gold Coast. Shane Van Gisbergen could wrap up the title there, which is very exciting. What does he need to do to get it done? Yeah, he's got a lead of 567 points. So all he needs in race one today is 33 points to put it safely beyond doubt. So basically the, the main contender now that he's up against is Cam Waters and Cam put his best foot forward in Friday practice going quickest. The other contenders that were in the mix kind of fell by the wayside after Bathurst. So the likes of Will Davison, Anton Di Pasquale, it really is down to Shane Van Gisbergen versus Cam Waters. But, it, but effectively... If Cam were to, say, win it today and Shane finished in 24th or better, he would put the driver's title beyond doubt. And Rusty, supercars have released a statement vowing to crack down hard when it comes to abusive online behaviour by fans who go too far. Sad that we've had to go down this path. Yeah, I'm a massive supporter of this, as you guys know. I'm sick of some of the, the stuff that... Um, you, know, you know, we don't mind a bit of subtle kind of sledging, if you will, but the personal attacks are just not on the, um, you, know, you know, our driving standards advisor, Craig Baird, who does an amazing job. He was, he had plenty of uh, just grubby stuff levelled at him um, earlier in the year, and that is dead set wrong. So we don't know exactly what the penalty will be. I hope that it's something really heavy handed, like exclusion from the races or something like that. They need to... Um, set the tone and ban these people from this kind of activity. We want the comment. We want the passion. We do not want the, uh, the you know, the personal stuff. Yeah, very disappointing that. Now, F1 in Mexico this weekend, Rusty. Most of the chat's about Red Bull, though. They've been spending a lot more. They've had a $7 million fine, and there's some development that they may have some restrictions next year. Oh, this boy. is all over a budget cap breach, mm. of course, in 2021. Is this a slap on the wrist, and does it go far enough? A breach is a breach, so you'll get people here saying, look, the governing body haven't been heavy-handed enough and, and more needed to be done. I don't know if I think that it should be the kind of a penalty that is applied to the driver. It's got to be a team-based thing. Um, I mean, their spending is in the order of $135 million a year. The breach uh, is very minor when you look at it against that figure. And ironically, if they've applied apparently a tax credit a certain way, 
Um, the breach would have only been about $400,000. So uh, $7 million fine. Um, importantly, there is less aerodynamic um, and, and sort of development time, if you will, and someone tried to quantify that, one of the journalists I saw, and particularly in relation to time in the wind tunnel, I think Red Bull will end up with something like 17% less time than Mercedes and 12% less than Ferrari, and that will make a difference. That is spot on, Rusty, and i tell you what, boys, you do not get that inside anywhere else. Thanks so much, Rusty. We'll catch you next week, brother. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Smack on 10.30, this is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. We're going to open up the phone shortly about the, uh, well, why did you get kicked out? Because an interesting story has come across uh, my desk this morning, for uh, Fergie. We'll do that after 11.30 this morning and uh, it was fantastic to catch up with Peter Malinowskis. If you missed that all about the magic round, we're going to replay that after 11 o'clock. But right now we're talk- talking about this, the Adelaide Crows and there's a there's a double page spread there, Rocky, in the advertiser today with five burning questions. Yeah, there is. There's actually six. So um, we'll start at six and work our way back for all the Crows supporters out there. Where to next for Paul Seedsman? Mm. We obviously know that he's mm. had his concussion struggles. Um, what happens there? We'll, we'll wait and see yep. uh, from there. Number five, what does Fisher Mackesy's future look like at the club? Mm. Does he play this year? We know he found it hard to get in. There was talk that he wanted to potentially go back to Melbourne. Where does that all land? Yep. So big one there. I don't think this is a uh, an issue at all for him. How, how do they utilise Isaac Rankin? That's a dumb question, really. I'd, mm. I'd just keep him in the forward half and uh, <laughs> yep. let him make the small defenders' yep. bum holes twitch That's a it. fair bit. So Absolutely. Um, number three is an interesting one. Can they challenge for finals? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're probably a little bit off it. Uh, mm-hmm. We ran through a few things before off air, but um, wait and see. If, if everything goes there well, if they get a nice draw yep. and they perform to their potential and everything clicks, it nearly has to for Matty Nix though this year. They yep. need a, a real springboard, be right there in contention. Uh, what does Matty Crouch's role look like? Moving forward, we know uh, the battles he had as well. Tried to find a new home, couldn't find one. Out of the side. Does he find himself back in that midfield? And the the number one key issue, which we're going to open up the phones on 13353 to the Crows fans, will Rory Sloan be captain next year? So Mm. uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it. He's 33 in March, coming off an ACL. Does he captain the team next year? Well, let's ask you, Rock. You're the, you're the footy expert, yep. mate. So where, where are you at on this? What's your thoughts about Rory Sloan being the captain of the Crows in 2023? Yeah, you need to be inside the club. So yep. you need to see what happens behind mm-hmm. closed doors. But who's knocking on the door to take his spot? The only one that springs to mind for me is Dawson. Yep. Does Dawson become captain? I know he's only been there for 12 months, but all everything that you hear is how good he is. And you see when they play, he's Mr. Fix-It. Mm. But does yep. that burden him to become Mr. Fix-It? So I don't know if there's anyone banging on the door to take it. Sloan is at a point now where he could potentially pass it on and focus on himself, make sure his body's right. And he's, he may find it a, a little bit challenging this year coming back in. Does he play as an inside mid? Does he play as a, a defensive half forward? Does he play out of the goal square? Does he play on the wing? Does he play at half back? So... Things have changed a little bit for, for Sloney, and it depends whether he wants to captain. I think he's got the opportunity to do that. I would, for me sitting here now, I think it would be fresh air for a new captain to come in and, and give Adelaide potentially a kick moving forward. Yeah, so for, for mine, you've obviously captained teams as well, Fergie, and gone mm. through what he's gone through in yep. terms of a knee reconstruction. So you mm. understand how hard it would be. And Rocky, you've captained the Brisbane Lions as well. So we've got two people here that can really um, you know, share their debate about it. What are your mm. thoughts, Fergie? Because as you know, it can be a lonely ride coming back from a knee recon. 
Yeah, it can be. And, and also, I mean, there would have been ways for him to show leadership in that last 12 months. And Bowl reports he was certainly doing that um, as an off-field captain. But look, I, I think there is, a, there is a great opportunity here uh, for him to potentially mentor the next club captain um, in the last couple of years of his career, um, depending on how these knees go. Who knows? It could be 12 months. It could be two or three years. But um, there's a good opportunity here for him to put some focus into himself, get his game back up and running because after 12 months out, it is it, it is a, a lot about trying to get your feel for the game back again, get get your movement back as a player and, and try and really hit your straps and bring to the team what makes you such a successful footballer or cricketer, whatever sport you're playing. So I think there's a lot to be gained from him potentially passing it on. Um, but again, it, without being within the four walls, it's hard to know how confident they are in the other leaders within the group and, and whether they, they feel like they've got the right person in the right situation and, and time of their career to take it over. So um, Rocky's right. You don't know unless you're inside the four walls, but certainly they uh, they gave a few a few guys a, an opportunity last year, didn't they? Yeah, and we look, there was a headline that came out throughout the week as well that Rory Sloan could do a Joel Selwood. And and, and look, it, it, was a, it was a clickbaiting thing. You know, yeah. we jumped all over it. And then when you read the article in terms of he should be able to finish his career being captain like Joel. But there are just so, it's so different. Like we've spoken mm. about the legacy of Joel Selwood. He's played one game. He played one game of football out of 300 odd where he knew that they couldn't play finals. Yeah. So yeah. He, he missed so much footy this year. He started on the bench as well. Like mm. uh, the Crows aren't going to be Geelong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Rory won't have the luxury to start on the bench. Like he'll, he'll have to move into and be, you know, if he's going to be the captain, be front and center. Right? Yeah, that's certainly right. And for Sloan, he's only played the 34 games in the last three years. That's so he right. hasn't played a lot of footy. That's 11 games a year. It's not a, a great amount. So does he just focus on going out there and doing the best for the team as a player? And he's still going to lead even though he's not captain. Yep. So it's just a, whether he wants it next to his name or not. But for me, I think it, they should, Fresh should air. potentially change And what it. are you at the end of it there, Fergus? Yeah, look, I, the, the other thing I, I'm concerned about, and Rocky mentioned the number of games over the last three years, when you do come back from an ACL like this, um, it's not actually the knee that potentially causes you the most issues. It's actually the muscles around and, and the rest of your body that's trying to catch up. So whilst you've missed because of the knee, you, the rest of your body's actually missed 12 months as well. Yep. So that's got to try and find match fitness and and and, and really harden up. So there's a few, a few concerns that would lead me towards perhaps him ne- needing to pass it on, but... Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not between the four walls. Yeah, that's right. One triple three five three. Who should be the Crows' next captain? Who who should captain then them in two thousand and twenty three and beyond? Should it be Rory Sloan? Can he do it for another twelve months and then hand it over to Jordan Dawson, or is he ready? Is it is it Tom Duday? Is it Rory Ladd? We'd love to hear your calls. One triple three five three. Hundred dollar Samtas vouchers oh, oh, again, yes. Fergie. They just keep delivering Samtas. Yep, and they are. It is beautiful food. Vouchers galore, one triple three five three. Crows captain, 2023. We get to your calls next. Triple M. 18 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. 104.7, Triple M's dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. We've been trying since January to get Andrew Juice Newton-Jarman on the show. He's we, on. We haven't got him. Here he is. What? We haven't got him. 
We haven't got him, but we're going to try again before 11 o'clock. But I've got a good feeling about this one. So we'll be doing that before 11. Do not miss that one, Adelaide. But right now, we're talking about the Crows captain in 2023. There's a double-page spread in the paper, Rock, with six questions. And one of them, who should be the captain in 2023 and moving on? Yeah, so it's, uh, it has the question, should Sloney continue as captain? Uh, we discussed it a little bit here. We both sort of think that potentially coming off the ACL injury and only playing the 30-odd games in the last three years, it's a good opportunity. He can still lead. He can still do a lot of things. We're not inside the four walls, but the timing of it seems really good. They're still building. They're building. Is Sloney going to be there when they win their next flag? Potentially not, but he can help guide the next captain of that footy club. And and for me, I'd give it to Dawson. I know he's only been there 12 months, but all the noise is that he's an outstanding leader, Mr. Fix-It. So I would uh, hand, hand the baton on. Yeah, so I'd say that Sloney can have another 12 months doing it and because I think the Crows are going to be in some some pain again next year. Like They're going to be improved, don't get me wrong, but I can't see them um, playing finals. I don't have them in my top eight for, for next year, so let him have 12 months and that can really nurture. I, think, I, I just don't think we want to jump too quickly to go to Dawson. He's had a good year, fantastic year in a, in a dire side. So that's my opinion. Uh, and what are yours, Fergus? Sorry. <laughs> Fair yeah, off. look, I think my gut, my gut feel is Tomo. Fair <laughs> that, <off>. uh, yeah, <laughs> you're having a bit of a battle today, old boy. But uh, no, I, I do tend to agree. I think um, you know it is a, a pretty good time um, to perhaps give someone else a, a crack at it, and, and then Rory can help um, mentor that player potentially. But one of my concerns is coming back from an ACL. Um, I know the second one I had. Um, which was when I got hit my thirties. Um, it was actually the rest of my body and the rest of you know the other areas of my legs that had to catch up because it had missed twelve months. It hadn't been at its. Um, it hadn't been performing at the elite level for twelve months. Yep. It's not just your knee. It's actually the soft tissue around it that's got to support it. That has to work extremely hard to try and catch up as well. So um, he's already missed a lot of footy over the last few years. Um, you know, it might be time to start focusing on himself and making sure he's right. Phone lines are open. One triple three five three. Who should be the Crows' captain in two thousand and twenty three and beyond? Make sure you hit us up. One triple three five three. As we go out to One Tree Hill, Bianca, what are your thoughts? I think Rory does have twelve more months for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he always sets a good example. If it wasn't for that ACL, he'd still be a great ca- captain playing this year. Yep. Um, however, beyond that, I do think Tom Duda is a, a great one to take over. He sets a, a fantastic example in the community, doing his community work. And uh, back to Rory, you know, if you look at Chelsea Randall after her ACL, she's come back into the captaincy really well. Mm-hmm. And I think Rory can do that for us as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks so much for you. I, I don't think anyone's saying that he can't do it either. No. I mean, it's just no, whether right. the timing's right now or not. So let's uh, let's head out to Malcolm at Highbury. Your uh, your thoughts, should Rory Sloan be captain in 2023? No. No, I think it's got to be Rory Laird. I think it's probably a little bit too much pressure to put on Dode or uh, Dawson having only been at the club for one year. But okay. Ferg's, Ferg's nailed it in terms of, yeah, once you go past 30, it's the calf and the hamstrings. And, that, and Matty Panos had that problem this year with Nord. Okay, the footy Panos played was elite, but he did his hamstring twice and a calf once. Um, mm. I just think you've got to... Let him, let him go. Take the pressure off Rory. Let him. You can still lead. It doesn't have to be captain. It. And as we know, it's not really the captain, but it's all the off-field stuff with doing the, the corporate functions and all that. A big part of the leadership captaincy mm. role nowadays. Let him. Let him enjoy the last year or so of, the, of his career, and that puts less pressure on him to have to play. Yep, so, that's a good point. 
Yeah, no, I like that. Thanks so much for that, Malcolm. Do you see him in the in the best 22? And where do you think he's going to play, do you reckon, Rob? Well, that's the thing this year. They tried to throw him around a little bit before he did his knee. He wasn't the inside mid that we'd seen in the past. So do they have a different plan for him moving forward? Do- but only four games doing that as well, though. I know, but do they hmm. see him as an inside mid? And I'm not sure, do you, do you have him as a ha- defensive half forward? Where do you play him? Well, could he play that role? Because when Ben Keyes went into that role, he, he flourished, didn't he, those yeah, couple he of games? But I look at he their did. forward line now, where does he fit? Okay. You've got three tools down there, Rankin comes in, Rochelle's there. Yeah. So, all right, let's go out to the bay. we got Phil. Filthy, how are you? <laughs> How are we? How's things, guys? Nah, mate, top oh, of the world. Cap- Sensational. Captain here. of the Crows. Who's going to be in 2023? Oh, look, even though Dawson's only been there a short time, I think uh, I think probably with Rory, you had a look when they uh, took the captaincy off the Tex. Um, obviously, his football flourished. I mm. think it's the same. Take that responsibility away from Rory and let him get his body right so he can contribute. Um, yeah, I'd be going Jordan Dawson with Rory Laird uh, as your vice-captain. I think great leaders, and not only that, they actually uh, they basically say, hey, look, follow me, follow me. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that. It's a great point as well. Yeah. When you get a bit older, it frees you up to have the life away, and the captain has so many commitments in particular. Let's head out. Fergie, now what were you going to say there, oh, Fergus? Oh, no, no, that's fine. I was just I was going to say that Brody Smith's one that we haven't actually mentioned right, yet. Uh, he, he did actually take the reins uh, for a game or two last year, so I'd, I'd, I'm interested in whether the family also think he might be a, a sniff at this one. Yep, who you got there, Pig? <laughs> oh, we got Alf. Alf, yeah, what's your boys. thoughts? Um, I still say he's Roy Sloan with the media and with the, the actual team. He's a brilliant leader. Um, ben Keyes would be the other guy, but... Uh, Definitely Rory Sloan for me, and I'm a Port man, and uh, look, I love Sloan. He's yep. just great. He's just a champion. He's like Ben Hart when he played for the Crows. You know, he's, he's just, you know, he's just a champion. Yeah. What can you say about him? You know, I've never seen a player that doesn't get a big head, or you know, he's just switched on all the time. Yep. Brilliant no, to watch. No, my, that's, that's my opinion. Yep. Thanks for that, Alf. Like he, that. He's been a star for a long period of time, Sloan. There's yeah. no doubt. Like Hasn't he's he? been, uh, yeah, very, very good. Uh, perfect call. Thanks so much for those as well. And uh, mm. opening up the phones again after 11:30 this morning. It's 11 minutes away from 11 o'clock. We talk about the great Andrew Jarman next. He's on. We're going to try and We've get got him, him on. Have we? Debut in 2022 on Dead Set Legends, and um, well, it's coming up with a bit of a twist. Five minutes away from 11 o'clock. Great to have your company once again, Adelaide. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tomo. The Dead Set Legends team have had a lot of guests this year. Mark Rusciuto. Rupert, you got us. Chris Dittmar. Clearly you need a bit of a rating spike so you get the uh, the big seller on from the uh, breakfast show. <laughs> Rusty. Good morning. Greg Blewett. Seafood Meadows. James Brayshaw. Oh, welcome, boys. Rusty. Good morning. Shazza Dittmar. I'm an expert gardener. I'm an expert at maintaining my bush lake. <laughs> Billy Brownless. Tomo oh, and Tommy, how are you, boys? Bernie Vince. David Hunt. G'day, boys. Rusty. Good morning. <laughs> but for some reason, there's one trick. Triple M Adelaide member All right. that refuses to come on the show. Those three chunkheads on Saturday morning, dead set legends. Who are they? No one listens to them. Tom Rockcliffe, former Port Adelaide player, sacked. Callum Ferguson destroyed his test career in one game. Yeah. And try hard, Tomo. Mark, uh, Mark uh, what's his name again? Michael um, Thomas. Mark. Mark. So we have launched a special, special dead set legends, legends investigation. investigation. Why won't Andrew Jarman 
appear on the show. Oh, so we're week two into this. We've been going since yep. uh, January, boys, and we are just no chance or no closer, it seems, to get the great Andrew Jarman on the show, Rock, and we're filthy. He has to come on at some point. Like We well, give him so much exposure. Yep. He's been a stalwart of this show. Yep. He only works half a week during footy season because he takes off yep. early on Tuesday and Thursdays to get to training. Yes. We've done everything we can to get him on. We've had everyone on. We've said sorry. We've mended bridges with mm-hmm. him when he's been upset with us. We've mm-hmm. had his water boy on yeah. from Williston. From Williston. Yep. Why won't he come on? So he coached the Williston Footy Club this year, and uh, they were flying, weren't they, Fergus? And then they uh, there was an infamous uh, infamous cashy, I should say, which is which is quite strange. <laughs> <laughs> really battling today, <laughs> infamous. <laughs> oh, Charles is going to have a field day with that. <laughs> but um, oh, look, they were Williston five and zero at the start of the season. Um, grand finalists last year. Uh, looked like they were flying under uh, Juice Newton Jarman. And uh, look, un- honestly, I think he's just filthy with us still. The fact that we actually called him out on on what happened and um, what happened was he took the foot off the gas. He, he went out to Stansbury, took the cash for a cash. He took the, the rush hour out of the CBD for the first time in about 15 years. And uh, all that's happened since then is uh, just a, an avalanche of losses um, that led to his sacking. So look, it, it's just been, it's been a, a horrid um, last sort of three or four months from that point of view. Um, we called him out on it. He didn't like it. I'm still blocked on Instagram. It's just a mess. <laughs> I, I think he's got an issue with this because he got the ass from yeah. Dead Set Legend. He got sacked. Yeah, is that what happened, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. So, well, you helped him out right. because after he did get the ass from Williston, in, in your opinion, Rock, you, you thought you'd, well, you'd that, put together and help him out. That's right. We, um, we got together as a Dead Set Legends team and put a resume together, and this yep. is how it played out, and we got him a new job. The Andrew Jarman Coaching Resume. resume. North Adelaide coach from 2004 to 2008, finishing 5th, 4th, 3rd, 2nd, 7th, ultimately sacked. <laughs> Applied for the Melbourne Demon senior coach in 2007, failed to get an interview. First football club coach in 2009 and 2010, lucky winner of the Wooden Spoon in 2010. <laughs> Iron Bank coach 2013, sacked. Gazer coach, sacked. More recently, Williston coach. Some highlights include being 54 points up at halftime to break through and give him his first flag as a coach. Unfortunately, went on to lose the game. <laughs> this year, Jars had Williston humming at five games to zero until he deserted the team for the infamous cashy at Stansbury, which brought the team only one more win for that season. Does your club need Andrew Jarman? 19 years experience. Zero flags. He must be due for one. Call Triple M now. <laughs> Well, we put that out of there, out of goodwill, didn't we, Rock? We put that together and just thought we'd get Sammy the audio guy to voice yeah. it. And, uh, well, it come to fruition because what? the great Ryan Fitzgerald jumped and on. And the only reason that he jumped on, because mm. you have a really good relationship with him and said, you sent him the audio and said, have a listen to this. Well, I sent it to him Sunday and he was coached by Monday. Yeah. I do have an announcement for South Australia <laughs> right now. I can confirm that um, we have been furiously chasing a man... With a great name in South Australia, um, he is he is excelled in in SANFL, in AFL. He has saved this state numerous times. I can confirm right now that Darren Jarman, <laughs> and Andrew, Andrew, set the 
up to the plate. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> You're coaching the cockle divers. Okay, so we, we are like we need to congratulate him. I don't know if you've yeah, sent him a message a on Instagram result. or anything, Fergus. You can't get a hold of him. No, I can't get in touch with him. I've, I've got no no avenue now. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's just call him. Ignores my text. We'll call him live on air. All right, let's right give I, him a buzz. Okay, so I'm di- I'm, I've just dialed in his number here. Cool. Let's see how we go. Come on, Juice. Come on. We got you a job. We did. Couldn't have done any more for you. Juice, this is it. Surely. Jazz. Jazz. (laughs) The sun's out. He may be sunbaking. He could be naked. He's in the budgies. (laughs) It's not looking good, is it? How long does it go for? G'day, Andrew Jarman here. Sorry, Mr. Paul, leave your name and number and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you, bye. Fergie, leave a message. Leave a message, Ferg. Isn't available right now. Please leave a detailed message after the tone. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Jars, we just want you, mate. We want you on the show. You were a big part of the Dead Set Legends for a long period of time. Look, we feel like we've done everything we can for you and you've landed the big job uh, Fitzy's got you on board and the cockle divers. I mean, we, we couldn't have done any more. We feel like we're a part of it now. Just just give us a call back, mate. Hey, um, Ferg, are you going to apologise for the Williston Waterboy? No. Nope. <laughs> Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on listener, L-A-S-T-N-R. It's Adelaide's dead set legend, Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until midday today. Yeah, so uh, I, Matty O'Reilly, our boss, who yep. uh, works here, we often talk about him. He asked me to play cricket last week. They were short. So we had the Triple M drinks on Friday night. Mm. We're all in worse for wear shape Saturday morning. I, I was hoping the rain would come. We wouldn't <laughs> have to play on the turf wicket. But as it turns out, the sun came out. And we, we went down there to play. And Matty, he takes his cricket serious. It's fair to say that, isn't it? There's oh, yeah. not yep. a lot that he um, takes serious in his life, but mm. I think cricket is certainly one of them. The cricket's up there. He won the grand mm-hmm. final last year, partied like he was an 18-year-old boy, got home about three days later yep. and thought he was the champion. He made a duck, mind you, but took a... Did he make a duck? Apparently, you would have thought he'd made 100. Wow. Apparently the catch he took was stunning and won him the game. But Okay. So I've rocked up, and you've been coaching him, Ferg. So everyone's yep, been, we've been doing some work. Been trying to have a few mm. meetings with him throughout the week, and he just goes missing for forty-minute sessions. Oh, yeah. Matty, oh, meeting offsite, yep. goes and does these cricket sessions. But he That's was in, he was improving, wasn't he? He was getting better. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. He's got some work to do still, but we're working <laughs> on a few things. He's, he's getting better. So I'm bowling. Uh, I'll touch on my bowling first. So I've taken two wickets, almost taken the hat trick ball in the last over of their innings, and then the fourth ball. So for three so wicket, wicket, dot ball, dot ball, wicket potential, right? Potential. So three, three wickets in four balls. Skies it. Maddie's under it. Yep. Oh, yeah. No worries. It's going to hit him in the head. No dramas at all. Safe as houses. Runs under it. Runs behind it. Runs oh, sideways. No. Doesn't get a hand oh, on no. it. <laughs> oh, no. Does not touch the ball. So I'm thinking, like, Maddie, you're putting all this time and effort in. Did you do any fielding sessions with Ferg? Did you do anything? But he's so the it most. It feels like he's distanced himself from that ball like he has with oh, our show. Yeah. Look, he he said he said to I said to him, do you want to do some catching? Because I'm heading away. I'm gonna I want to do something. No, no, no. My fielding's good. Yeah, my so fielding's good. He's the most uncoordinated player I've ever seen. Yep. And he <laughs> uh, he goes in to open the batting. Gets his opportunity at the top of the order. Yep. Gets a full bunger. Okay. 
on middle stump, hits right. him on the pad, first ball of the summer. Right. Oh, no. We're batting second. We're chasing 160 odd. And you umpire yourself at this league because yes, it's correct. a lower league. Yep. So the yep. same thing. They appeared. They said, oh, was that just going down leg? Why wasn't that given out? And his teammate said, oh, first ball of the summer. I can't give that out. Oh, okay. Which, <laughs> and this <laughs> is getting handouts. This is community spirit. This happens at the lower levels, Fergus. So, I know you're not familiar with this. Incredible so, stuff. So LBW, he ends up nicking one through slips, gets off the mark, Beautiful. runs two. Next over, he gets back on strike. <laughs> Told his family to get there at 3 o'clock yep, to watch, watch, watch bat. me back. They got there at 3.07. He was already back in the change rooms. <laughs> Out, changed, and retired. So oh, never to play again. I'm hearing the family come with packed lunches and yeah, the deck chairs. Ready and for he, a long haul. He walked straight up to him and said, leave him in the boot. No, he, he said to the wife, he said to the <laughs> wife, to the beach. He said to the wife, I told you 3 o'clock, where were you? She said, I had to stop and get some ciders. I didn't think by 3.07 you'd be back here. <laughs> oh. But anyway, so let's talk about the day itself. So there's a captain down there by the name. I think they nickname him DH or something like that. So I yeah. affectionately call him Dickhead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. After the day I've had. He, okay. He's won the toss and bold. Fantastic. At yep. drinks, we've got him four for 40 yep. after 20 overs. We're thinking they'll be out by 80. We'll watch a Cox Plate live. We'll get Beautiful. these runs. No worries. Yeah. He dropped a batsman on zero. Dropped him on zero. Zero. Right. Tough oh. catch. Probably won't cost us. Mm. Anyway, this bloke goes on to make 60-odd in record time and, and takes <laughs> the game away from us. Now, now, Fergus as well, at the yeah. local levels, I don't know if you, this happened at the Redbacks, but if, if you drop someone and then whatever runs they make post the dropping, mm. you have to fix up in dollar coins. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, you'd expect if you drop the catch, you make it up when you bat. That's so, right. Yep. Um, they start to get away from us in the second 20 overs. Okay. And... Uh, our best bowler has bowled seven overs at this point. Yep. He's gone two wickets, five runs. Oh. Doesn't get another bowl. Hang Doesn't on. bring him back on. Two for five off seven and just go and that rest you up can, for next week. You right. can bowl nine overs. Could have brought him oh, back on for two overs, didn't. So then incredible. he comes into bat at three, which no issue. You're the captain. You can yep. sort of bat where you want. Mm, you must be yep. a good cricketer. DH. Yep. Duck. Oh, DH. Back oh, in the pavilion no. for a duck. So he cost no. us 60 with the ball and then he made a duck. Yep. Well, or not many, anyway. So he goes out there to umpire, which is not an issue. We, yeah. we find ourselves in a little bit of trouble. Matty batting. Yeah, well, obviously. He should have been oh, batting yeah, at 11. He was open the batting. Naming him in the 11 is trouble. <laughs> yeah, DH, <laughs> batting three, yep. horrible decision. Yep. So we get to uh, roughly drinks. So we're in an okay position. Mm. We've stabled the ship. I'm out there. I've just sort of... I knock him into gaps, Ferg. I'm not a yeah. Chris Lynn. I'm, okay. a, I'm a Matty Renshaw. Yeah, build right. innings, yeah. quick singles. There's not many quick right. singles there, but you just pick them off as you go. <laughs> not really setting your game plan so, up around your athleticism. No. <laughs> no, I pick the gap, Ferg. I'm sharp over a little 20 metres. But he, the over before he gives me out. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. The over before he gives me out, the other batsman at the other end mm. hit plum twice. Like hitting middle stump, like... Halfway up, no dramas at all. Right. Not out, not out. I get one, the next over, middle of the quad. I've got the bruise to show it. I yep. showed you guys yeah, the bruise. just under the navel. Batting <laughs> a foot and a half outside my crease. I turn around, the finger's up. He's giving me out LBW at local <laughs> no. level. So DH is giving you DH. out. DH is giving me out. What a disgrace. Oh, and, he, no. and he should not be playing and should not be captain. He, they shouldn't let him back into the club. And he joins us now. DH, good morning. Yes, DH. <laughs> DH. G'day, legend. Now, DH here. Now, DH, what's the story? This can't be all true, surely. We need it's to get to the bottom true. of this. It's it all, all true. true. 
I cost us the game. Um, Rocky was unlucky. Oh. He was plum, though. He was plum. It's just, it was a 7LB that was plum, and he was the unfortunate one. And I just, it was the spirit of cricket. I had to give him out. Now, <laughs> the, the gun was loaded. Absolutely disgusting. Now, DH, my mail is that, you know, if you if you cop a rough one that you, you know, usually go back and support your teammates from the sidelines, yep. my mail is that uh, Tom Pig Guts Rockcliffe went straight to the Esky. He certainly did. He wasn't a no. man. He wasn't a team player. Oh, no. He wasn't a team player? Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you who wasn't a team player, TK. You. Oh, TK it is now. T- oh, hang on. Who? TK? Oh, I'm not D-H. sure. TK, D-H. D-H. Oh, I refer to him as D-H. Well, this leads me into another question, TK. Uh, what sort of... Uh, effect on the team's morale, you know, the culture of the team are these two clowns from Triple M having on that team? Well, Matteo is a team player and Rocky's right. Um, he's in the team for his fielding because um, he can't bat. I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about third coaching. Uh, so am I at the moment. <laughs> and the drop catch, he, he was running around in circles. He didn't even touch it for the, uh, or the fourth Third wicket and four balls by Rocky. Um, that was um, that was not good by Matty O. Oh, okay. yeah. And 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 Matty O is he playing today? Like like where, where's he batting? He's unavailable. He reckons he's unavailable because he knew he was going to get. Because <laughs> he knew he was going to get clipped. Oh, thanks for having us, DH, DK, whatever the hell your name is. He's not DK, Lily. No, he's DH. Oh, you're a beauty, TK. Thanks, mate. Oh, this is beautiful. Matty O, he's not playing because he knew he was going to get clipped. <laughs> 19 minutes away from midday, the dead set legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomai here until 12 o'clock this morning. I'll tell you what, I have been nothing short of... Sharp this morning, Rock. Short and sharp. Nothing yeah. what? Well, Nothing short and sharp. <laughs> we could. Can we throw that? Let's trip that up as well. <laughs> that I've had a stinker I know this morning. I, I struggle with the English language at the best of times, Fergus. Oh, don't mm. we? Like I have my own battles. You're very crisp. No, we, oh, I don't know about that, but yeah, it, it's been a, a tricky one for our man today. Let's not let's not duck it. Let's <laughs> uh, let's get right behind him here and and just show him a bit of support because. Uh, I reckon he's just, he's had one to forget well, today. The, the whole thing is that we've been trying to get Andrew Jarman on the show. And he's he was the captain of Dead Set Legends for a number of he years. Was, yep. So we thought, Absolutely. well, I actually thought for a second this morning that we had him back back on the airways of Dead Set Legends because there's someone in here that's had an absolute horror day. 11 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning at Adelaide. Don't tell me you got the full whack not for doing any commentation last night, please. Well, is that a word? That's my opinion. Uh, and what are yours, Fergus? Sorry. We woke up Saturday morning to see Ronald McDonald from the Mount Barker, from the Mount Barker McDonald sitting in the, uh, in the marquee. Hamburglered him. There was an infamous, uh, infamous cashy, I should say, which is, which is quite strange. <laughs> really battling today. It's on my oh, some, oh some, dear. Some days the skippers have one to forget. Yeah. Do you know what? Jars talks about that bottom lip just seizing yeah. up a bit. I reckon yours might need a check as well and a bit of a massage. It could be my whole mouth, I reckon, Fergus. <laughs> What's happened? This reminds me of when Ricky Ponding sent him in and they got rolled, to be honest. <laughs> just every now and then the captains get it wrong, don't they? Oh, mate, no, I've had a nightmare. I've had an absolute nightmare. So anyway, I'll uh, regroup and we'll see if we can come good there, from there's this. There's only one way to go from here for what, you for the rest that? of the show. It's up. Uh, <laughs> How long are we going? Well, I, I thought it was Red Biglands for a while. Down <laughs> <on the bench. laughs>
Craig, <laughs> seven eight of the best. Oh, this is incredible. This one was my favourite though. <laughs> Being honest. Now you made your way over to Channel Nine, and uh, don't tell me you got the full whack not for doing any commentation last night, please. <laughs> commentation. What is commentation? Commentation. But the the, the thing is, it would come to my head, and I thought, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Dead set legends. 12 minutes away from 12 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide 104.7, Triple M, Dead Set Legends. We're going to get some tips out of Rocky shortly. Go riding on the horses, yeah, yeah. Big day today, Ferg. It's <laughs> <laughs> Derby Day. and uh, yes. me. Seat, He's on. Secret recording at about 7.30 this morning of Rock singing Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't think there's a future there for you, Rock. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> now, Rocky, we've had an interesting morning, uh, me and you. We've seen each other before the, uh, well, you know, the time that we're meant to meet each other. And um, well, I need to go to the family on oh four triple eight five one oh four seven on this because I, I'm, I feel ashamed. If I'm being honest, I feel used. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I was down at Grange this morning at your place. With the trailer, I had to load up the trailer this morning and put your bloody 18-foot paddleboard on the back of the trailer that you won in a raffle, and you yes. just expect me to do it all. Well, supporting the Meadows Footy Club, you mm. came in here with some raffle tickets one day. I think me and Ferg bought the book mm-hmm. for you, so you didn't have to go anywhere else <laughs> and sell them. Exactly. But we did you a favour. We did you a solid. Yeah. And it's not my fault I won the, the stand-up paddleboard. The second place. Well, hang on a second. Sh- surely... That doesn't, you know, mean that he has to do all the running around for you, Rock. Yeah. Funny he says that because I offered to go up there. I said, we'll come up. I'll bring the family up. We can have lunch together, you and your, your lovely partner, before, like, on a weekend, on a Sunday or something like that. Yeah, it makes like sense. That. And he that goes, sense. oh, no, nah, you don't really want to spend time with your kids. Mate, Hang on, he's wiped you off. Yeah, mate. wiped it. And then I said, well, how am I going to get this? Rocky, you left a hole in the wall at your house for two years, mate. How are you going to be able to drive a trailer? <laughs> I wouldn't need a trailer. I've, I've got the big Everest. I just strap it on the roof. No, well, on no the roof, chance. Mate. This yeah. thing is massive. That's not even how it works. Straight on the roof, Fergus. Ma- it's a massive paddleboard, mate. It's not. It's not a little bodyboard, brother. The Everest will take off with that thing on the roof. Imagine big rock coming up the freeway. I'd have it upright as well. He'd be. He'd be above the freeway. He'd get collected in the ice and tunnels, Fergus. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Righto, crystal ball next. Now, big day of racing, which is actually... Huge. Where, what is it? What day are we today, uh, Rocky? Penfold's Victorian Derby Day. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Ooh, beautiful. Kicks off the Flemington Carnival, of course. They're jumped underway, actually. Race one's on at the moment. Love so, uh, yeah, we'll try and find the, the family. We'll cut the winners out there. We'll all have yeah. a, a little crack at the, the Derby and see if we can get yes, the winner. We will. Beautiful. We're going to do that next here on 104.7 Triple M. Go riding on the horses. Yeah, yeah. Triple M. 11.54 is the time, 104.7, Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom, let's do this. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's time for the, the crystal, crystal Ball. You're riding on the horses, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of a different twist this morning, uh, Pig Rockliffe. Yeah, it certainly is. We're not looking too far ahead. We're looking just to this afternoon, actually, 3.50 local time mm. to uh, hopefully find the family a winner. We're all going to have a, a little crack at it. I'm, I'm going to go number seven, Man Zeus, uh, Walla and Mickey D at uh, around 19 to 1. Mm. 19 Ooh, to 1. A okay. little, little bit of odds there about okay. it. So I think it, uh, it'll run a good race and potentially win today. Beautiful. 
Uh, you make sure we gamble responsibly with That's all of right. these. And it, it, like, it's seriously about 50 cents a bet, in my opinion. Um, where are you at here, um, Fergus? Uh, Berkeley Square for me. Uh, Craig Williams on board. Um, big fan of Craig sure. Williams' work. I think he's going to get the job done. He's yep. just he's just ridden the first winner today, Ferg. Perfect yep. thought there in uh, in Melbourne at thirty one dollars. So oh, just, is it? He's oh, that's a great point. start. He's got some momentum early in the day too. That's magnificent, beautiful like that. I'm going race three at Flemington today. Um, <laughs> aren't we going in the you, derby? You talked you talked about the derby being. No, what, well, what? you two are going there, and I'm going elsewhere. <laughs> well, hang on a second. <laughs> what? Just <laughs> making it up Chris, as you go. Are you? A crystal ball for the. Day. Was it just the derby? Oh, he's really, t- he's really turned oh. one on today, Rocky. <laughs> I'm just grabbed. I'm going to Flemington. <laughs> he's gone to water. Um, race three. No, seriously, this will get home. James McDon- McDonald on it. Generation. $5.50. Who just told me the astrologist off air? Yeah, but Zara. I looked at the bloody odds. and uh, <laughs> no, Start that, again, please. That's not, that's not winning. Are we on? So who you on? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So We're who are you backing? Seven. No, I'm going to race. I'm I'm talking race three, okay. number five, and I'll get one. Uh, I'll get one for you here as well. Race three, five. number five. We've got a couple. So that's General Bow, <clears throat> Damien Lane. Oh no, I'm going the generation. Oh. I'm going the generation. Oh, what are we Actually, dealing with? Do, do you know what? <laughs> Ferg, Ferg, make 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 an exactner. <laughs> Hour, if he, I'll go to the if he wasn't if he wasn't on the panel for us here, Rock, oh. I'd march him out the door if I was okay. you. I might go number one because it reminds me of me today. Sharp and smart. Are you happy with that? In the derby. Yep. Okay. Number one. So we're going one, two, and seven. Okay. For the family. Out. All right. Run through them again, Rock. One, two, and seven. Race seven today at Flemington. Gamble responsibly. Maybe put it in a little trifecta, trifecta? if you want. Trifecta? So, yeah, up? up, maybe. Are we up for that, you reckon? Just a little dollar on that? A little trifecta? Yeah. And make yeah, sure you get on, on generation as well. <laughs> the race no one knows what they're backing in race three. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Make sure you grab the podcast as well. She's been a hell of a show on the Dead Set Legends. The podcast on Listener. We are back next Saturday from 9 o'clock. Have a good one. See you. Bye.